we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We are so, so beyond excited because today we are back with our ladies, Dan South and Dixes, those real housewives of Dallas, for our first recap of the Ramira. I'm here with my, it's Eddie Estrada, in case you guys forget, I always forget. I'm here with my co-host, Armin, he's already laughing at me. They are not knives. <laughs> they are just hands. You know I have a mug that says they're not knives. They're just hands. And then on the other side it says, but they work quite well. <laughs> Leanne's a fucking legend. And uh, she started off this season with a bang, in my opinion. Leanne never starts a season not on a bang. True. I mean, Kelsey and I, who does other podcasts with me, my roommate, we've been rewatching Dallas, where actually Kelsey's been rewatching Dallas and I catch it where I can with her. Uh, and Leanne, wow. She's been a star from the moment. She graced our screens. I mean, we've been doing a kind of a Dallas takeover on our social media for the last week, yeah. getting ready for the premiere. And we found some old videos of Leanne doing her thing on GCB back in the day. We got... D- Miss Congeniality yeah, as well. Exactly. She's been in it all. So Leanne's a star. She always will be a star. And the uh, star is always bigger in Texas. I would argue that she is the center of the Dallas universe. You think? I think so. Uh, wait, in like real world? No, 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 no. In the Bravo Dallas universe. Okay, okay, that makes sense. A hundred percent. She's like, she's like the Vicky. She's like the Nini. She's like the Giselle. Exactly. It's the she's one. synonymous with the show. Exactly. I think some people like Steph Holman better. I mean, I may even like Steph Holman better, but Leanne makes the show. Steph Holman is a Disney princess that happened right. to be like wandered her way onto the set of Real Housewives, whereas Leanne was like she's just lost. Born, yeah. She's what like, are you doing here? Oh, no, you don't you, belong here. No, you guys are both so nice and amazing. Like literally, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, I have thoughts on that. That was amazing. Um, that was amazing. That was incredible. The timing—it was so comedic, unintentionally. Unintentionally, but that's that's the beauty of Dallas, and that's we were Dallas. talking about this. Dallas is funny, but it's not like New York funny where like, you know. It's intentional quips on New York. Yeah. In Dallas, they're like fumbling into funny moments. Yeah. Like you, like Cameron Westcott, I just yep. have to say the fun of missing out. Girl. Girl. <laughs> what? And again, unintentional. But hilarious. And I wouldn't call her a comedic person by trade. Yes. But she is hilarious. Her mannerisms, her persona, the all pink, everything. It's just funny. She's a character. She's definitely not of this world. Uh, And we got a lot to talk about today on Dallas. It was kind of a light episode, but we got a lot to get through. But we have to start where we always start with a new season of any franchise. And that is taglines. Armin, are you ready to go through the season four Dallas taglines? I am. Who is starting this off? I mean, I got to start because it's my girl. So <laughs> Dallas is a pageant and I always win. Leanne Locken. Love it. Just because I look like Barbie doesn't mean you could play with me. Or does it doesn't mean you could play me. Cameron Westcott. Cameron Westcott. I'm bilingual, but I don't speak BS. 
Carrie Brittingham, which I'm obsessed with. I love a Latina um, as a half Mexican myself. I am obsessed already. When she made the comments about like, oh, you look at me, I'm pregnant. Mexicans, we always have kids. Hilarious because I have too many cousins. Do you? I do. How many? I have. Well, each each. Are you talking first or are you including second and third cousins? Well, as you well? have your cousins, then you have your first cousins. And then, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> that was a Mean Girls reference for y'all who didn't get it. But no, these are just first cousins. So my dad has three brothers and they each have three kids, including my dad. So, so you have nine cousins. Yes, we have nine cousins. And then below that, now all the cousins have kids. So each <laughs> kid, each has at least like two kids now at this point. So you have like 18 second cousins? Yeah, there's just like, and Christmas morning we hosted, we used to host it at our house. Now it's like we passed it on because there was like 25, 30 people in our house Christmas morning. And you have two siblings. And I have, yeah, and I have two siblings. That's a huge family. Right? Yeah. I only have four first cousins. Really? Yeah. I always am so like intrigued by cousins because I'm like, I have so many that I was so used to like having that just like you know you hang out with all your cousins and now all the little cousins have all their cousins i don't know it's just one of those things i guess you know it's the mexicans (laughs) (laughs) um next up this one is going to be obvious by the way when you mess with a ginger expect some spice brandy I mean, it's so obvious. With the red hair, the fiery personality. I mean, you get the gender. She's our gender spice of the Dallas uh, housewives. So far, all of these are very on brand, actually. Now yep, that I think about they it. They really are. They're really focused on each character. Mm-hmm. I mind my business. You start minding yours. Deandra. Again, very on brand. Mm-hmm. I never carry a grudge. It won't match my shoes. Stephanie Holman. Perfect. I think that's that's personally my favorite tagline. Is it really? Yes. Of these. Which one's your favorite? Hmm. Oh, they, they're all very good, actually. I don't think any of them are bad. I'm going to go Cameron Westcott, actually. Okay. I had this feeling you were going to do that. Yeah. I like it. It's very on brand for her. And it works on multiple levels. Obviously, there's the whole... Barbie persona that she has, she always wears pink. But if you remember, she has been accused of being a puppet in the past. Yes. You know, so that's where the whole doesn't mean you could play me element comes in. And I think we're going to see more of her breaking free of this persona this season because she's center star with Stephanie. And I'm Which like, is a choice. Yeah. And I'm like, she didn't really do that much last season. Like, why is Leanne not center? Like, I could see like Leanne and Deandra or like Leanne and Stephanie having center. Unless they want to just give other housewives a chance. A chance? I, this I just, isn't a freaking like participation <laughs> trophy. If center star means something. It usually does. I, I just feel like neither are really drivers of drama. Yeah. You know, Steph is the crowd favorite, mm-hmm. right? And Cameron is the sidekick. You know, she is all like I said, she has always been accused of being that puppet, the extension of Leanne. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's going to break away this season. I just have this feeling. Mm, uh, carve her own niche. I think, yeah. Be I, a leader. I, I think something's going to happen. I, it let, could be. Let's talk about where these ladies are at, though, because I think that will lead great into where Cameron is currently in her world. Cause we On a cruise. Lamp. On a cruise. <laughs> but let's start with let's start with Leanne, because Leanne seems to have one of the bigger storylines starting out this season. And that is she is seven weeks away from her wedding to Rich. 
And if you guys remember last season, there was the cheating rumors that Deandra brought up about Rich and, you know, the drama that came with that. Good news. They're still together. They've got the Ken Lee or what's his name? Kevin Lee? Ken Lee? Of, right. The Kevin Lee of Dallas. Of Dallas. Steve. Oh, Steve who farts glitter. <laughs> Choices. Uh, and Are yeah. you surprised the wedding is still happening? No. Yeah, me neither. I really felt like it, it was going to happen, that they were going to get married. I don't know if it's going to last forever. And honestly, I don't think Rich cheated. I think Rich adores Leanne. They seem super solid. They seem really good. I mean, yeah, they're not lovey dovey, but they just have a good rapport together. No, I completely agree, and I think I think that's more believable than a lovey dovey couple. Someone who mm. like can have a conversation is really solid, and like you know, they're not just all over each other. They are a team, and I think Leanne and Rich are a team. So I'm not I'm not shocked at all that the wedding's still happening. I'm actually so happy the wedding's still happening. I do love them together. You got your pirate Rich with his <laughs> eye patch. Gotta love it. I love the patch. Yeah, and he rocks it, and he, he loves it. it. So well. it's his choice. He wants it's to do fantastic. it. It's fantastic. He looks great. Uh, I never knew I was into an eye patch until. <laughs> Ooh, you liking yeah. Rich? Yeah, no, I like. <laughs> I, I'm I'm liking Travis Holman, which we'll get into. Do you really? Oh my gosh, you don't. Okay, so let's talk about Stephanie for a second. So Stephanie has her little "Where Are They Now?" moment, and it's about Travis. Travis went back to Harvard for another four weeks. She was good. She was going. And he's going through a midlife crisis. So he's been working out. She's like, he's been working out for a pageant. He's been jumping out of uh, planes. He's been manscaping like no other. And then they, sh- they show Travis on the screen and he is looking pumped, fresh cut. He looks so good. I think he's a contender for top five hottest house husband right now. Uh, in Dallas. In all the franchise. Like, we know, okay. Maybe, Are you okay, Eddie? No, I'm 100% fine. I think Joe Gorga's up there. I think... Yeah, George, Joe Gorga, I, I would say. I think Travis Holman's up there. No way. I think Denise you Richards' husband nuts, is up there. Aaron. Yes. Um, You're nuts. Mauricio slipped a little bit. Mauricio is more handsome than Travis Holman. Are you kidding me? Mauricio? No, I think Travis right now is in his prime. He looks so good. I, I, you know, I guess I'm not the best person to ask with this stuff, but I, I just don't think he's y'all. Sound off in the comments. Travis Holman's I mean, looking I, I'm, good. I'm not gonna shit hell. on anyone's looks, but I, I think Mauricio is more handsome, definitively. Who else? Who are the house husbands? New York, there are no house husbands. I would go John Medesian. Over Travis uh, Holman. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, clearly I'm asking the wrong person. Moving forward. Um, but their relationship's really strong. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie's actually going to plan a little thing at her house because she's worried about Leanne. Because Leanne's upcoming wedding, she's nervous about how that's going to work with Deandra. And Deandra's then also, 50th birthday exactly. coming up. So we got some big milestones and we want to bring the whole crew together. And Stephanie's really focused on that. Um, typical Stephanie. Typical Stephanie. Got to love her for it. Uh, let's talk about Brandy. Um, Chaotic life. I mean, pure chaos. Her kid, she's got a brand new baby uh, who seems to be walking. He's like starting to talk. Bruin, who she adopted last season, tearjerker. You guys, if you guys have watched last season, that oh, that whole thing was making me sob. I loved it. But Brooklyn is ten years old. Brandy's <laughs> oldest, and she is a little mini Brandy. She is a firecracker for sure. She. Is her mother's child. She's like, I'm not mean. I'm just truthful. And I was like, mm-hmm. she heard that from Brandy. She's been watching some RHOD on the weekends. Forget those Saturday morning cartoons. The girl's been studying. I also love the whole exchange when she's like, you don't like any of my jokes. And Brandy's like, what jokes? 
And then she's like, like when I said you're ugly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. She's going to laugh at that one day and realize that's not a joke. It's it's not. No, I'm not saying that Brandy's ugly. I'm just saying like you don't calling someone ugly isn't a joke. It's just ha, an ha, insult. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> but she's ten. She's just having fun. Hey, I was definitely mean when I was like a teenager. I felt like I also went through like my teenage rage in college more. Like I was pretty good. Like I had some like emotional and I was like moody and like kind of annoying. But I felt like in college I was like worse. Like I Where was like, are you? Ugh. Like, so you regressed. You actually matured at a young age and then you had a regression period. No, I, I just think I was a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like stuck in middle school until you turned 18 and then you actually... I was watching Hannah Montana like in high school. Like I was Disney. Ch- right. I was not allowed to watch So did things. Ryan Alkire, he was telling oh, me. Oh no, yeah. Me and Ryan Alkire, me and Ryan Alkire had a very similar, I think like pop culture childhood, but he was like going to parties like in high school. I didn't do anything till I was literally 18 really i was such a goody goody two shoes and now look at me you can't hold me back i'm wild on the town paint it red uh speaking of painting things red or pink we get a quick touch in with cameron westcott and she's going on a cruise that's what she's got going for her on that note i feel like the dallas crew has basically stayed in the exact same place yes as they were at the end of season three but sometimes that's good because I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just interesting. The The state of all of their relationships are the exact same. The state of their lives are all the exact same. I mean, even down to like Travis going to Harvard. It's the right? same exact That's thing. That's how the last season ended. And then I guess he's still going to Harvard for, you know, four week programs. And and Deandra and uh, Leanne are still feuding. Uh, Deandra and her mom are going to get into the business stuff. That's still a thing. Nothing really has changed. It's just funny because sometimes you see extremely dramatic relationship changes or even like individual lifestyle changes over over the course of an off season. I think you're 100% right. I think we see this more in like Vanderpump Rules or like Southern Charm or like this like the I call them sometimes like the B shows of you know Bravo because I feel like the A shows mm-hmm. are just the housewives like that's how Bravo got its name. Even though I wouldn't point. Con- even though I wouldn't consider Pump Rules a B rate yeah. show, it's more of like the B side. Um, I, we usually see people kind of staying in the same phases of life in those shows and that carries into the next season to where the drama happens in the season. Whereas housewives, we really get a culmination of everything. They usually have a, like a reconciliation at the reunion and, you know, things are done, that drama's over and then they move into something new or they have a big reconciliation on, in the off season and like they come back and they're brand new, like Yep. This is very kind of different. I mean, the newest thing is just, you know, both Deandra and Leanne dyed their hair, quote unquote, right. blonde. Yeah. Other than the hairstyle changes, nothing has changed. No. The, this all. episode could have been filmed the day after the last episode of season three was filmed. Oh, but we know it wasn't. It's spring break. Um, And I think even Cameron, as we were, we were talking about Cameron, she's kind of in the same place, too, in that puppet sense, because... When, <laughs> when Stephanie calls her to invite her to this friend intervention that right. they're having for Deandra and Leanne, she can't go, but she immediately calls Leanne and leaves her voice when she's like, I just want to let you know, as a friend, Deandra's going to be there. <laughs> like, yeah, girl, like she probably knows. Leanne? Yeah. Stephanie's not going to be the one to try to like pull the, like the wool over someone's eye and be like, I'm going to surprise you with this person. Right. Here. Right. She's gonna be very clear about what's happening. But Leanne's number two is on it. 
Like she's not going to let anything slip in case it did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing's changed. Literally nothing has changed. And in fact, I would argue in some ways it's a great thing. You yes. were saying earlier, like it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different because I think often we see in that first episode, a couple housewives going like, so a lot's changed yeah. since um, you've last seen us. You know, like we got a new dog, we moved into a new home. Oh, and guess what? I'm now friends with insert housewife. XYB, yeah. Right? But in this case, they're just kind of uh, picking up where things left off. And that includes Deandra and her mother, Mama D. Um, let's talk about this. Let's break this down because this do is it. kind of the first big issue this season. And that is... Deandra's business is failing. They have 90 days, three months until cash runs out, until they are not able to be a business anymore. And Which is wild, by the way. Most companies try to keep at least a year's worth of their budget in their reserves. So if, if zero, zero revenues come in, they could survive for one more year. So what happened to their reserves? I don't know. I think it is a little bit. I think. Well, Deandra first. You think they're playing like, it up for the for the camera? No, I'm. I don't think they're playing it up. I'm going to give you 100 percent what I think. I think Deandra at first was trying to be like, no, I think you know, since I stopped doing the Christian evangelical commercials, we lost all that revenue. Like right. the revenue's been dropping, and then she starts to let the truth come out, and she's like, well, you know, I was never allowed to see the financials. My mom was hiding it from me. Why was she hiding it? I feel like she gave me this company in a state of, you know. Disrepair. D- yeah. Like she can't fix it. Like there's, there, it's too broke at this point. And I think she was like, Deandra's like, she was waiting for that to give it to me to kind of be like, I told you so. <laughs> you can't do this. I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Um, we asked our, actually our Twitter followers on a poll what they right. think. Yes, no, or I don't give a rip. <laughs> and you know people give a rip they they said yes 71 percent uh we had about 35 votes what are the latest poll I results i don't know i think it's probably still up 71 i don't know if anyone else has voted okay i'm gonna check this i want to see the latest up-to-date poll results and see see what the people think what do what do the people think? what do you think okay so i'm checking here yep it's still all the same although 11 percent of the people don't give a rip i mean <laughs> I give a rip. Um, personally, I I think something shady. I really okay. I'm in the no camp. I'm in the 18. percent No, I don't think Mama D set up Deandra to fail. Uh, but let's debate. Well, you were you said Dean. Of course, Deandra was going to do this. She's going to run this company to the ground after <laughs> whining last season. Like we were talking about this, and I was like, okay, okay, I get you, Armin. But at the same time, the way that Mama D handles the situation when they're in the when they're in the graveyard. And just the whole situation as a whole gives it just gives me unease because I think the financial thing, how Deandra was never allowed to see the financials, even though she would have been taking over the company, red flag number one. Mama D, if she actually wanted to set Deandra up for success, would have had her come in, been in those meetings, been learning about the finances, understanding where they were going to be. Um, and she didn't. So first and foremost, she just kind of like handed it off to her and was like, go do your thing. I guess you know what to do. That is fishy. And then... There should have been a stronger transition period. Yes. And succession plan. Succession, I know. Succession. You, I know that's yeah. <laughs> it's on my mind. Yeah, it's, all, it's always on your mind. <laughs> uh, and then when they're in the graveyard, it just seems like Mama D knew this was going to happen. She's like, do you think I'm the ASMR? 
my forehead doesn't stand for stupid. Like, <laughs> and just everything she's kind of saying, she's like, my mom, mom said she's always going to be there. It's almost like she was positioning herself to be the hero that she knew this was going to happen. She knew DeAndre would have no choice, but to come back to her for help. And she's kind of like reveling in that. Don't you feel that a little bit? I'll say this. Either way, she's going to come off as brilliant. Because if she enacted this master plan, this conspiracy of sorts, right? And she does come back in the fold and and she ultimately saves the business, then she looks, like I said, brilliant. Now, if it's not this whole cloak and daggers conspiracy and she actually competently handed the business off to Deandra and Deandra is mistaken in saying there wasn't a you know, legitimate succession plan put into place that they didn't act. She didn't actually invest in, um, properly transitioning her. You know, Deandra's just saying this, she's lying or maybe she was snoozing through the meetings. Right. Exactly. Then, um, mama D comes off as looking great in that scenario as well, because it's like long time successful business. All of a sudden gets ran into the ground in six months without her. It's a win, win situation. Regardless, she's winning. Exactly. Mama D always out here winning. She does give a rip. Unless if it is a conspiracy and she's setting herself to come back into the fold, um, but she doesn't succeed in saving the business, then she looks bad. I I mean, I feel for Deandra because I feel like Deandra does wants to be an adult, but she feels like she's going to always be her mama's kid. And that even goes into the trust fund where they, the producer straights up asks her in the confessional, like if you could give up your trust to be financially like independent, would you do that? And she's like, hell no, I've been groveling to my mother for 50 years. You think I'm going to give up now? Uh, That killed me. That killed me. I was like, the girl knows what she needs, the money. That's why I think the failure of the business is on her. It, it she comes across as kind of entitled and it appears to me that she doesn't have the business acumen that mama d has oh 100 percent not mama d made this business mama d right. clearly is a businesswoman even her personality is more much more alpha than deandra right. i mean that's why she would deandra was like i'm the queen of dallas and leanne's like no we're not Like, I am. Like, there's this, like, almost false sense of entitlement and false sense of superiority with Deandra. And when it's like, girl, take a hard look. We love you, but you're not on top. Uh, Let's talk about the newest housewife. Yes. Carrie Brittingham. She's awesome. Love her. She's so much fun. I am really happy with what Bravo has been doing with their new housewives. They've been going for a kind of new type of housewife, a very relatable, real... A little bit aspirational, but not to the point where it's like untouchable. Like it's not like Elisa Vanderpump or a like Adrian Malouf where it's like, oh, that's like aspirational. Like these people are like, oh, it's that could be literally my neighbor. She just happens to have a shit ton of money and is on TV. But is that consistent though? Because we had um Barbara in New York, who I wouldn't describe that way. I think Bronwyn. Yeah, no, exactly. I think Bronwyn fits that description. But let's also remember, Barbara never got an apple. You're right. And Ramona made that very clear. (laughs) Yes, she did. They're not giving her an apple or anything. And then there's Denise, who I think is a whole different category. Well, Denise, She's like a category unto herself. Well, Beverly Hills has also that kind of like difference, but I still feel like Denise is 100% more relatable than Lisa Vanderpump ever was or ever will be. True. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like even Denise has a relatability and a connection. Like when Denise brought all the wrong clothes onto the like the trip to the Bahamas and was like, oh, well, I just got my floral like shorts and a tank top. I was like, girl, I relate to that. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? For sure. And I feel like Carrie, Carrie Bronwyn, Denise are all kind of in the same blood that we're, yeah. that we're seeing. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for this kind of young, it's almost like a younger push that Bravo's going now. hundred percent. Which I also really That's like. That's across the board. It feels just very like fresh. I do think that Carrie and Bronwyn have a certain eccentricity that Denise doesn't have, or maybe Denise exhibits in different ways. Well, with her drinking and her dick talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're not, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they're more high energy, I think is what... You're trying to say? I, I think that's where I'm seeing the difference. Okay. Denise, you're right, incredibly relatable, but she's much, she's much more low-key. Yeah. She's subdued, calm, poised. Not that the other two aren't poised, although we haven't seen enough of Carrie yet. Um, but those other two are a lot more high energy to me. Yeah. But you're right, across the board, they're all young, fresh, relatable, and I think great additions. Uh, I agree. I'm loving it so far. Um, a little bit of background on to Carrie. So she's introduced as DeAndre's friend. They were neighbors. They met through mutual friends in Highland Park. Um, Brandy's already met her. They did a dinner. Um, Carrie's from Guadalajara. She met her husband. They were both divorced from other people. They met and they were knocking like rabbits. You know, <laughs> she makes that very clear that these two are spicy, hot and spicy and ready to go. Um, and Carrie already has, uh, I three mean, kids with her ex and one with the new. Right. And it shows like the relationship she has with her daughter. And it looks like kind of like fun and like a normal teenager mom relationship. Right. Uh, but Carrie has an issue with Leanne. So Carrie does not like Leanne when they're having the conversation with Deandra about, you know, where Deandra and Leanne stand. And the reason that Carrie does not like Leanne is because Carrie is friends with Carrie Duber. The Carries. Carrie B is friends with Carrie D. <laughs> and she does not like the way that Leanne talked about Mark and getting his dicks up at the at roundup. The round I know the boys who did I know it. the boys who did it. <laughs> I, I, we posted that on Twitter the, like, and I watched that scene like four times and I was like, just the way she's whispering and a little bit, she'll be caught and then she'll get deep in there and she just wants you to know. The intensity is just perfect. I want to get lessons on confessionals and um, voiceovers with Leanne because she is a star. Um, but what do you feel about Carrie as she's going to be? I mean, we haven't really seen her with the group yet. But just first glance, how do you feel like she's going to fit in? Do you think she's going to be Team Deandra the whole time? I think she's going to flip-flop. What do you think? I could see a flip. I think that'd be fun. And that does happen Mm -hmm. historically, that the the new person who comes in attached to a certain housewife and then uh, flips to the enemy, right? And then that becomes a whole tension. Like, I brought you in. Like, how can you turn on me? I'd love to see that. I have no predictions on that, um, but she's not going to be afraid to be herself. Which she made I that love. very clear off the bat, and uh, I feel like she spoke directly to Deandra's essence when she was like, "You can't give a shit about what anybody else thinks because we know that's all Deandra cares about is what image high Dallas society uh, thinks about her," and carries the exact opposite, at least according to what she says in this episode, right? 
She's going to uh, do what she wants, and she's going to say what she really thinks. I mean, from the, her bikinis, and then her holding up a white, short, <laughs> lace dress and being like, this is nunish. I'm like, this girl's going to be so much fun. She's got that Latina flavor. I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. And she just seems authentic, too. Um, Carrie Duber's not back, speaking of Carrie's. Um, not much more on that. She's trying to start her own reality show. The day that the reunion or the trailer was dropped for Dallas... She popped on and was like, I'm also releasing this uh, this test footage for my show coming out. It hasn't been picked up yet, but like we filmed it. It looks shit. It's about her plastic surgery. Business. Like the office dynamics. Yeah. And it's like, girl, you are not Lisa Vanderpump. It's supposed to be Duber rules. Yeah. It's yeah. never going to work. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if I were them, I wouldn't want this to work because... It's it's a different environment than a restaurant. Like you expect your waiters and waitresses at your restaurant to be like fucking and yeah, getting you don't wasted. want the person injecting yeah, operating shit into your you, face, <laughs> operating on you, yeah, to be getting a blowjob at the same time. Like it's not going to be fun. Like you don't, you don't want to watch that episode of them hungover walking into work about to like you said inject cut whatever, and then I just got your, chills. <laughs> your appointments next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not so, good for business, honey. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I actually enjoyed Carrie. So I, I will her. miss Carrie Duber. I don't know about this new venture, but uh, I, I will miss her presence because I felt like she was really good at being a conduit for drama. She didn't have anything to do with the drama last season, but she would instigate shit because she, she would always tell the other people what the other person yeah, was saying. Yeah, she's like getting into the drama and talking. She's like, she, was yeah. push, she would push people along for sure. Exactly. She was being a producer and you always need that person. Well, you also got Leanne. <laughs> right. I mean, Leanne's not a producer. She just produces. That's true. Uh, speaking of Leanne, let's talk about Leanne and Deandra and their friend intervention. So Stephanie <laughs> and Brandy have this grand scheme to get Leanne and Deandra back as friends. Because as you know, they had a big falling out and they reconciled and they were good to go. And they, you know, they're back as BFFs. Um, they actually have a show, a little bit of BS, which is yeah. their um, podcast. And they think if they could come together, then of course Leanne and Deandra can come together. Because Deanne, De- I'm going to call it Leandra. That's what I'm going to call it. Leandra has been friends for eight years. And they're, they're a celebrity couple name. And they're more alike. Yeah, Leandra. They're more alike than they could ever know, down to the point where as they walk in, mm-hmm. Stephanie's like, okay, they have the same haircut and the same hair color. They're twinning without even knowing it, which was spot on. They look almost identical. Yeah, I mean, and that, I I pointed that out at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, before this even happened. Yeah, before that happened. And I I said to you, I wonder who got it first? Because the other person clearly copied, (laughs) copied the person who did it first oh, it was definitely Leanne got it first. even if it was subconscious it was definitely Leanne who got it first You're... i could totally see that deandra is a bit of a like you said she deandra is an alpha bee, not queen yes yes she's and... like the gretchen wieners to like right um like leanne's regina george how can i forget that How'd name you forget regina george? i know and that's the name of my roommate's cat too and i'm like i can't believe yeah you which i need to that. feed um <laughs> get home now no i'm fine uh <laughs> but deandra and leanne do they are at this friend intervention and they sit down and they start talking and i'm just going to explain the meat of the drama really quick just run do through it. it before we discuss so it all started with the 200 hundred dollar comment last season where leanne told people that deandra was like broke and only had $200 in her bank account, mm-hmm. uh, which really offended 
DeAndre, because like, why would your friend be talking shit about your finances to other people? Which totally valid. Uh, but this was also, you know, in regards to DeAndre, then coming back and saying, well, you know, Rich has been cheating on Leanne and Leanne's like, Rich would never cheat. And so as DeAndre was saying all these things, this pissed off Rich, who was trying to defend Leanne because Jeremy, DeAndre's husband, was also in on it, calling Leanne a snake on Twitter and saying all these things. And so Rich texted Jeremy, DeAndre's husband, to say, you know, like, I'm... I don't want to tell Deandra about Jessica, but I will. Jessica's everything that Deandra is not. She's pretty. She's, you know, she's got it all. She's gotten to go together. And Jeremy's been with her. And of course, this pisses off Deandra. So basically, these girls are just talking behind each other's backs, spreading rumors about <laughs> each other. And they're, they both want the other one to apologize. They both want the other one to submit. And I'm telling you right now, Leanne's not ready to do it until Deandra does it first. And Deandra is jumping at the chance to just submit to Leanne. She brought champagne. She, she's going to grovel. But although in the confrontation, Deandra was trying to have, you know, that posture, that really like <laughs> straight, you know, high up posture. Very, yeah. Perfect back, perfect posture, um, chin held high. Right. The way she was talking down to Leanne. And I, I and Leanne looked very relaxed and comfortable. Because Leanne knows. She's like, I don't got to put on no front to pretend to be something that I'm not when I know who I am and I know that I'm the queen bee in the situation. Yeah. Deandra came in with talking points and an agenda. And I feel like Leanne knows her truth. She knows her truth, which you can argue is an agenda, but whatever. And she's comfortable just chilling. And whatever Deandra says, she's going to respond accordingly. Yeah. And, and Leanne even calls her out on it. And she's like, you're better than me. I get it. You're yeah. prettier than me. You're smarter <laughs> than me. You're richer than me. And this is the great. You're line. higher up than yeah. me. And somebody's like, no, you guys, you're both amazing. You're both amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which we loved. Yeah. We cracked up at that. That was so on brand for Stephanie. She's like, everybody's great. I love everyone. At one point she hated Leanne. Oh, yeah. Well, Until then, they became close. Well, she Leanne made her cry at a party. Like, Stephanie has, had never been confronted before in her <laughs> life. And Leanne's like, I cannot believe you're friends with this trash. Your charity days are over. Plus, and, there was the Two-Face. Yes. Oh, whole, when, yeah. That when whole Leanne situation. was the Two-Face to the Stephanie's party and Travis wants to kick her out. Uh, they've had a, a past. They've had but, ups and downs. But for the most part, Stephanie is very Switzerland. Very Switzerland. You can call her Switzerland Stephanie. Well... Now she is. She did not used to be. True, um, true, She was true. a very, very brandy Stephanie. Yeah, she has um, her moments. But Leanne uh, decides to be the bigger person and says, you know what? I'm sorry for that $200 comment. I apologized for last year and you said it was insincere. Deandra's like, well, no. Now I'm willing to take everything and understand it and move forward because I want to move forward. So she apologizes back for the things that she said about Rich and but then she says something really interesting. She's like, I want this off me. I want this off my soul. This does nothing to serve me. And Leanne's offended by this. And she's like, well, how did you think that comment was serving me? Like, the, And you brought it up, too. It's very me, me, me about DeAndre. Very self-centered. It's about how her friends are, how her image looks, how she feels. She's not worried about how she made Rich and Leanne feel. And Leanne calls her out on that. And when Leanne does... 
that's when Deandra kind of finally gets and she's like, I hurt you. I hurt your family. I hurt Rich. It does piss her off at one point, oh, though. A 100%. It pisses Deandra off for a second. <laughs> and then, yeah, ultimately she does turn around. Because Leanne says, when that pisses Deandra off, Leanne's like, hey, look, my comments about Carrie, that didn't serve me either. Yeah. You know, like, I just wanted to point that out to you. And they ultimately, I guess, come to a compromise of sorts. Yeah, they decide that time is going to be the best thing to heal all. And Leanne says, Tom, Tom is the slowest thing and get the <laughs> fastest to live. Which means absolutely nothing. I Like, what? Time is the slowest thing and yet the fastest deliver, which I think we, we tried to decipher as to deliver. All I have to say to that, Eddie, is they are not knives. <laughs> they are just hands. Leanne and her <laughs> made up freaking sage wisdom. Like, girl, I'm here for it. She's but it's brilliant. Insane. But I think it's smart what they say. Um, they, that they're not going to have the same friendship. They're never going to go back to where they were when they had the French for eight years, but they are going to have the time to build a new friendship. And I think this is kind of what all the housewives do, but we've never really heard it in such a real way and kind of laid out, which I think, cause we always see the housewives make up and I don't think they're ever making up their relationship is just evolving. And I think this is something for everyone in the starting world. anew. Exactly. If someone hurts you block them, whatever, if you, but if they're really like, a close friend or there's someone in, and there's a lot of pain there, but there's a lot of love there. Evolve the friendship. Understand it's never going to be the same. It was, but that's okay. You need to find a new way to support and be with each other as friends. And I think that these women are hopefully going to find their way. To be honest, I think they're going to be at each other's throats in about two episodes. I hope so. <laughs> um, it looks like next episode, Leanne's going to call her out on a, well, who the frick would do a roast for their birthday? I would, but <laughs> someone like Deandra, I know. She doesn't like criticism. And she's, I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't think she's strong enough to sit in to get a roast. Like, if I got a roast... And that doesn't sound very, like, Dallas High Society to me. A roast? I mean, if she's, like, known in the community, okay. I mean, it's, it's something... I thought it's more like galas. I mean... And the cowboys. A rodeo? You're talking a rodeo or a gala <laughs> or a roast? It's freaking Texas. You can literally throw a hog on a barbecue and call it a charity event. <laughs> Like, this isn't like... We uh, apologize to any people from <laughs> Dallas that we offended. No, I think it... No, and I think it's... I'm not trying to offend. I'm saying it's <laughs> it's more casual. It's more casual high society than they've Beverly had, they've Hills. They've had some upscale events. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. They are loaded and they are throwing these events. But it doesn't have the same kind of... They never have had the same kind of... Uh, the opulence iciness, is on a different level. The, the iciness and the, and the conservatism of like a Beverly Hills. Like, these women are down to have fun. True. So I think a roast is high society. Like like I said, throwing a pig on a barbecue and having a charity event, that's high society too. And that's I wasn't trying to offend. I was just trying to put it in perspective, y'all. I was kidding, Eddie. Put it in, I was making, kidding. I love Dallas. Never been. I actually was there. I was in Houston for a layover once. Um, great margarita. Houston, Dallas, all the same thing. You know, I had a friend. I You know, I, I have friends from Texas. And, I, you know, one of them I don't like. That one's from Houston. <laughs> the other one's from Austin. I do like him. I don't think I've met anyone from Dallas yet, except for these ladies I who can't, I love. I can't wait for you to meet someone from Dallas and report back. Hopefully, hopefully I'm friends. Let's very quickly finish here. We're going to give this last segment a lot more time in future podcasts um, because 
I think for the premiere, not a ton happened yeah. for this segment, but we're going to do it anyway, just, just to set a precedent here. So at the end of every Dallas pod, we're going to finish with our star and spur of the week. That is our winner and loser. Eddie, who was yours? I mean, clearly my spur has to be Deandra. Completely agree. Um, I think she's trying to be more of her own woman and be kind of like full throttle and in the driver's wheel. But then she sits and cries to her mom about how her business is failing. She and ran a million dollar business yeah, into the ground. It's just not looking good for Deandra. She gets the spur. She's faltering. My star actually is going to go to Carrie. I think it was. I love that. I think, you know, Leanne, I could give the star to every week because I can never find something wrong with her. Same with Stephanie. <laughs> but I think Carrie had a very strong first episode. We didn't see a ton, but we saw enough to get exactly who she is, exactly where she stands and exactly what we're going to see the rest of the season. And I appreciate that with the new housewife. I think Stephanie got my star like almost every week last season. Last time. Yeah, I think so. But I'm going Leanne for week one. Love it. Why? She is the star. Also, I love the way that she held her ground. With Deandra? With Deandra. uh, Because she did deserve an apology. Don't go spreading false rumors, uh, especially about infidelity. And she's getting married. Congrats, Leanne. I know. And the wedding looks gorgeous, even with fart glitter running the show. Uh I think that's it for Dallas for episode one, don't you think? It is. That was great. It was really fun. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We will be back every single week to talk all things Lone Star State. So you guys better subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you like to switch around, subscribe on all of them. We don't care. (laughs) Get your listens in. If you guys want to follow us on social media, we've got some Dallas stuff still up. If you guys want to check that out on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada on Twitter and Instagram. Yeehaw, we will saddle up next week. <laughs>